Welcome back to another episode of Massage Noir Murders. I'm your host, Renetta Rideout. Did you know that 543,018 people were reported missing in the United States in 2020? Yep, you heard that right. The National Crime Information Center published its missing person and unidentified person files in February 2021 for the year before, and the data was shocking. Out of those nearly 600,000 people, 90,333 are Black women and girls. Almost 100,000 of our missing women and girls. You could probably count on your fingers and toes how many of them received any media attention, let alone mainstream coverage. There are a few reasons for this, but they all boil down to racism. When Black lives are seen as disposable, it's easy to brush us off when we need help. Many folks are desensitized to our suffering because they figure that crime is a regular part of our lives. But Oh, how they conveniently forget that the conditions under which many Black people live today were created and curated for us by white supremacists. But regardless of that, our lives have real value, period. Those of us who are lost or have been taken deserve to be looked for and hopefully found. Regardless of the reason a person disappeared and how they lived their lives, their families and friends still need answers. So in today's episode, I will tell you about five different women who disappeared and whose stories are barely known due to a lack of investigation and media interest. I do want to give a shout out, though, to Erica Marie. She's the founder of OurBlackGirls.com, which is a blog that tells the stories of missing and murdered Black women and girls. Thanks to her, there's at least something written about these ladies and many other Black women and girls. However, even with Erica's coverage, there's not much information about these ladies in particular. So you'll learn about them all in this one episode. These are the stories of Lucinda Ferris, Jocelyn Olelewe, Matrice Washington, Jerry Nicole Anderson, and Kiera Westine Barnett. Sometime during the summer of 2020, Lucinda Denise Ferris, aka Cindy or Sweet Pea, walked out of her mother's house and was never seen again. Unfortunately, there's not even an established timeline of her disappearance, but a missing persons report was filed in June 2020. Marie Ferris, Lucinda's devastated mother, told Justin Scherer for NBC 12 News that someone saw Lucinda leaving Marie's home with an alleged friend. Detective Ognoski of the Winston-Salem Police Department believes that the last person Lucinda was with may have caused her harm, and that individual is an official person of interest. Unfortunately, 
no additional details about that person are known or have been made public. But police believe Lucinda may be somewhere between Winston-Salem and Atlanta, Georgia. But there have been no additional updates about her. At the time of her disappearance, Lucinda was 5 feet 4 inches tall with a weight of 105 pounds. Her hair color was black or dark brown, and her eyes are brown and almond-shaped. She has a distinctive chipped front tooth and has a flower tattoo on the upper right arm. Lucinda has several scars. However, there aren't any exact descriptions of them. They're located on her right cheek, left cheek, right elbow, and her left wrist. As of this recording, she would have been 31 years old. Her mother and police asked that if you know anything about Lucinda or any persons she was last with, to please report the tip to the Winston-Salem Police Department at 336-773-7700. You can also anonymously provide a tip to Crime Stoppers at 336-727-2800. The agency case number is 202-7483. The next missing woman is Jocelyn Olelewe, and her case is interesting and actually gave me a little bit of the creeps while looking into it, which you'll come to understand why. I also noticed that there's a discrepancy in the spelling of Jocelyn's name. I've seen it spelled three different ways, so it's possible this could even contribute to some confusion in her case. And I have to say, I really wish people took care in the spelling of black folks' names. This is such a pet peeve of mine, and it really displays a lack of basic decency and respect. You'd think that if a person is missing, available information about the victim, especially their name, should at least be correct. But nope, I guess that's asking too much, right? But as usual, I digress. Click on Detroit, a local news station in Detroit, Michigan, reported that on April 18, 2021, Jocelyn was reported missing by her family. Apparently, she failed to report to work, prompting her family to file the missing persons report. The news article also made note that Jocelyn's social media activity also stopped. Erica Marie posted on her blog that Jocelyn had been in an altercation with family members prior to her disappearance and allegedly left following the argument and headed off to an address on Six Mile Road and Steel Street. Now, according to her family, Jocelyn was expected home the next day, but she never showed up. Three days after she left, she allegedly sent a text message on April 21st. Unfortunately, the recipient and the content of the text message have not been made public, but after that, Jocelyn wasn't heard from again. According again to Erica Marie, Jocelyn's social media accounts also became inactive when she disappeared. Now, in a very strange coincidental turn of events, as I was researching Jocelyn for this episode, I came across an old Facebook account from 2005. On the same day that I was looking her up, that Facebook account was active just five hours earlier. 
Someone updated her profile to say that Jocelyn began school at the Michigan Health Institute CNA program. This definitely gave me a chill down my spine. And I can't quite pinpoint why exactly I was so creeped out, but I suppose it's just the fact that all of a sudden, a couple of weeks after Erica Marie's posting on Jocelyn on OurBlackGirls.com, this profile became active. The picture is dark, grainy, and very hard to see, which is in contrast to her other social media profiles. And speaking of other profiles, while I didn't find much else on Facebook, I did find at least four Instagram profiles for Jocelyn. All of those profiles have pictures that were clear and easy to see her face, but none of them looked particularly active from what I could tell. But then again, they're all private, so who knows? It's just so odd. And as far as I can tell, there's been no update in her missing persons case. At the time of Jocelyn's disappearance, she was 5'6 or 5'7 and weighed between 180 and 220 pounds. She has dark brown hair and brown eyes. If you have any information about Jocelyn's whereabouts, you're asked to call the Oak Park Police Department at 248-691-7520. The agency case number is 213723. The next woman I want to tell you about has been missing for 13 years. Because it's been such a long time, you'd think that there would be plenty of information about her and the circumstances surrounding her disappearance, but you'd be wrong. In the case of Matrice Washington, there's not even so much as a full-page article about her. There are a few websites that provide a basic description of her over and over, but there's been no news reports, no police updates, nada. All that one can find of any substance is the post by Erica Marie that pretty much repeats the same known information about Matrice. So Matrice seems to have disappeared into thin air sometime on or after February 1st, 2008. The last time anyone spoke to or saw her was on February 1st, and since then, there's been no contact. There's absolutely nothing known about Matrice or her life up till that point. There's no record of friendships, romantic relationships, where she worked, what she did for fun, where she may have traveled to. There's absolutely nothing that gives us more information. It boggles my mind how there isn't even one news article available about her online. It's so sad because I dare say that maybe no one is looking for her. I have to hope that she does have family somewhere that keeps her name out there. Because as I mentioned before, there are at least a couple of blog posts and missing persons forums that mention Matrice. But that's it. It is known that Matrice used to go by the nickname Nikki. She was fashionable and always sported a new hairstyle. She enjoyed playing with weaves and wigs and looking really cute. In all the photos I found of her, her hair is obviously different in each one. When she went missing, Matrice was 32 years old and stood at five feet, four inches. She had brown eyes and had surgical scars on her right leg. If you have any information about Matrice, 
please reach out to the Detroit Police Department at 313-596-2221. Matrice deserves to be looked for and she needs to be found. Any help you can offer would surely be better than nothing. Moving on to another Detroit case. On October 11, 1990, 24-year-old Jerry Nicole Anderson told her father that she planned to head to Chicago. Now, it's not clear whether or not Jerry intended to simply visit or if the intention was to relocate. Either way, this was the last time Jerry was seen by anyone, including her dad. Two weeks after their last conversation, Jerry's father received a strange letter in the mail, supposedly from Jerry. Although most details about the letter have not been made public, it was reported that Jerry told her father in that letter that she had turned the title of her 1987 Ford Mercur over to a known drug dealer in the area. The name of and details about the drug dealer are unknown or haven't been shared by police with the public. That letter was the last time Jerry made contact with anyone. At the time of this recording, Jerry would be 55 years old. When she disappeared 31 years ago, she stood somewhere between 5 feet 8 inches and 5 feet 10 inches and weighed between 120 and 150 pounds. She wore her hair natural and short, but sometimes she pressed it straight. She has a dark birthmark on the upper left side of her chest. Anyone with information regarding this case is urged to contact the Detroit Police Department at 313-596-2300. The final story I have for you today is that of Kiera Westine Barnett. Like many people in our community, Kiera suffered with mental illness and fell victim to substance abuse early in her life. At 21 years old, Kiera was no stranger to trouble with the police due to her addiction. Just like all the other women in this episode, there's very little known about Kiera's life, her disappearance, and the subsequent investigation into it. What we do know is that Kiera was a young mother to a son and was last seen at home in Edward, North Carolina on December 20, 2006. By Christmas Day, her family reported her missing. The Beaufort County Sheriff's Office believes that Kiera's disappearance is related to criminal activity and she is listed as endangered. When she vanished, Kiera was reported as being between 5 foot 3 inches and 5 foot 8 inches and weighed about 125 pounds. She had short dark brown hair and brown eyes. She sometimes went by the name Kiima. If you have any information regarding Kiera, please call the Beaufort County Sheriff's Office at 252-946-7111. The thing about all these cases that sticks out to me is how little is known about them. And I know I keep harping on that, but it's true. 
how can there be hardly any public information about these ladies? They're missing. They're unaccounted for. They disappeared. I mean, I have to hope that the police at least did their investigations and obtained details about these women that maybe they just decided to hold close to the chest. But from the looks of it, it really seems like very little was done or found out. And we certainly know that nothing was shared with the public. The descriptions are so sparse and nonspecific. Why do we have height ranges? Surely there's someone who can confirm a basic description of these women. Or is it just that it doesn't matter? I hate to think that, but what else can I believe? The proof is in the pudding, and there are tens of thousands of other missing black women and girls who fall into this category of being unknown, unlooked for. And on top of the seeming lack of investigation, where's the news coverage? We know that the odds of finding missing persons are exponentially increased when the public is made aware that folks are missing. Unfortunately, the media focuses only on the white demographic and barely mentions other people, especially Black people. With lax investigations and no media coverage, it's really no wonder our missing are still missing. I urge you to please visit the links in the show notes so you can see pictures of all these women I told you about. Even though most of these cases are old, it's possible one of you listening may know something or know someone else who may know something. Please share these stories and advocate for these ladies. As Erica Marie always says at the end of each post about our Black girls, these women are our sisters and their lives matter. Please do what you can to help bring them home. As always, thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow the show on Instagram and Facebook at Massage and Warm Murders. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, please leave a five-star rating. Your positive reviews go a long way to help the show grow. This is a Savvy Sounds production, written and produced by Renetta Rideout.